Let's go! Who's up next? Welcome, Internet, to the Xbox Empire Podcast, part of the Play Some Video Games Network of Podcasts. I'm Elaine. Donnie's here. Donnie's got the drinks filled to the tippity-tippity top. And we've also somehow convinced Rebecca from the Nintendo Shack that it would be a good idea to come on this podcast. <laughs> Hello, it's always a good idea. It is. <laughs> it is a good idea. I, I appreciate you being here. I'm so excited. This Can is our you second tell I'm a show huge xbox fan with all of my nintendo and my playstation i just want to come over there with like a spray can of green paint and just (laughs) tag everything with game pass and then run away teach me the ways i need to learn don't you have a game pass subscription for pc i did didn't i bully you into this at some point for at least i took advantage of that free trial that they had going on for the three months for a dollar and i paid a dollar to not touch game pass for three months (sighs) you're killing me yeah it came up and it still comes up every time i boot up my computer it pops up (laughs) and it just stares at me and I don't. Reminding you of your sins of not using it Game is, Pass. It is a sin. I will admit that. I came on this podcast to start tr- trouble and not use <laughs> Can you already tell I'm the wrong person? No, just kidding. I, I really do want to go to a store and buy like a, a garden gnome, paint its hat green, have it hold a little bit Game Cast card and just mail it to you. Just be like, I love that. Anonymous. I absolutely me. love it. Well, it's not anonymous now. It's never it's anonymous. It's always my trouble. So... <laughs> There's not, I'm going to be honest with you, internet folks, there's not a ton of Xbox news this week, so we decided to bring Rebecca here to speculate about whatever we want to speculate about, about Nintendo and Microsoft. But first... I love speculating. Who's playing video games? Rebecca, you're visiting. Are you playing video games? I am playing some video games. Um, Work has been really busy, um, so I've only been doing stuff here or there. Um, I have been surprisingly playing a lot of that Pac-Man 99 that just came out on, on uh, Switch Online. Me too. I'm so bad at it. <laughs> I'm. S- the problem is I'm actually kind of good at it. And they're like just short enough rounds that I'm able to just kind of pick it up and play it here or there. And um, I've like figured out the strategy for it. And now I'm just kind of playing it like every little chance I get. <laughs> it's actually really good. And I'm like, I'm a I'm a Tetris 99 player, so like I play the Pac-Man and I'm like, I'm not winning all the time. I'm done with this. I'm also not as good at Pac-Man as I am at Tetris. So I have picked it up and put it down, but what it has done for me is make me um, reinstall Pac-Man Championship Edition, which was a 360 joint and then has since, you know, you can play that one or two. And I'm like, this is like if I dropped acid and played Pac-Man. <laughs> That's what that game feels like. And is that like I, the Tetris effect? Wasn't there something like that for Tetris? Kind of, yeah. Tetris effect's kind of the same yeah. idea. It's like I'm just gonna. This is what raves must be like if I could go to them anymore. <laughs> I never did. I was never that kid. But so I've been doing a lot of Pac-Man as well. But the one I'm better at. Different Pac-Man. This <laughs> Different one Pac-Man. I um, I'm up to nine wins on it. Like what? nine first place wins, and what? I have many more second place finishes than that um it's all about taking your time with it if you wait it out and wait until the very last second to grab the little pellets um i I feel like i know a lot of people who are still after their first win i like want to make a video and show them like my strategy and show them if you're just patient you can do it Um, it's the same deal with tetris except 
Well, you still have to be good at Pac-Man and you still have to be good at Tetris, right? But you have to... It's, I feel like it's easier to game it than it is with Tetris, whereas, like, there's that random aspect to it that you might get bad blocks in a row. That's you can fair. You game That's Pac-Man fair. a little bit more. Yeah, you can. But, I will eventually win in Pac-Man and then I will retire on one win. I'm going to go out on a high note. That's what's going to happen. I haven't won yet. You should. You should. Have <laughs> um, the only other thing that I've been playing, I finished Until Dawn... That, that's not an Xbox thing. That's I think, uh, whatever. That it's weird, it is, weird. But, <laughs> so. um, I know that you guys are appreciative of the Choices Matter games, and that is most certainly a Choices Matter game. And just like Mass Effect, I got almost everybody killed. <laughs> I was going to ask you if anybody got out alive, but since you're a serial murderer in these I'm video games. I'm a serial murderer. <laughs> Don't spend time with me on oh a God. mission. Don't spend time with me in a haunted mansion. You will probably die. You'll if she goes... Die. If I get a text from Rebecca and she's just like, hey, want to come with me to a creepy place? And be like, no, because I'm going to get murdered. No, that's a bad decision. <laughs> I um, There seem to be some some glitches. I will say that um, about uh, uh, a lot of the PlayStation 4 games moving up to PlayStation 5. The ports are not so good. I experienced a lot of glitches while playing it. Hmm. Um, I haven't played it on my PS5. I played it like three times on my PS4. I love that game. It's, it's very good. It's very, very good. Donnie, what about you? Have there been video games? Or are you in the same like limbo as I am right now still? Sort of, kind of. Yeah. Um, so last week I said I was going to finish Ori and then start like Far Cry. Mm-hmm. I didn't do any of that. I know you didn't do that. <laughs> I didn't do any of that. Um, after we recorded Nintendo Shack, my wife and I were talking. We're like, you know, we really should do something with the kids. So Friday late night, we set up like family game night. Okay. And okay. we did um, Overcooked. All you can eat edition on Series X, and we did Jackbox for like nice. three hours, and then we watched a movie. And uh, it was the last time I touched my Xbox because I picked up uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, so I've been I've been checking that out this week over on PlayStation. I we also decided we should do something with our children because they're getting to the ages where they're my 11 year old is like I don't want to hang out with you because <laughs> you mm. embarrass me, mother. Um, he's very cool. Yeah, he's like right on the border. He'll also just like just randomly say I love you and give me hugs so we're like dancing Mm -hmm. between so we're like come downstairs out of your rooms and let's watch Godzilla versus Kong or Kong versus Godzilla Mm -hmm. yeah that movie's super stupid okay let's just be clear but it was worth it it's a blast we had so much fun cheering for monkeys and nuclear lizards like we had a we had an absolutely great time um my son was very into it and he goes to me as he's walking away to go like turn on his Xbox and play Fortnite he's like I guess Movie night's not so bad. Nice. Yeah. Thanks. I'm, I'm really enjoying my daughter is suddenly into movies. Ooh. So we've been going through a bunch of classics. Like she's trying to, I guess, identify her taste. She says, I'm into thrillers. She says, um, she's like thrillers. She, she's really into like coming of age movies. Yeah, that makes sense. So we're, we're going through age. like all the 80s flicks. Oh. Breakfast Club, Being ah. Pink, Ferris Bueller, things like that. That's fun. Those things are fun to do with kids. Like we, we're thinking Indiana Jones next for hours. Um, My favorite thing ever is that like when we still had a nanny a year and a half ago or so, she was like dipping them into the edges of like horror movies, which is fine. I'm fine with that. But they watched the uh, very first Halloween. She fast forwarded through a couple of the parts. But I asked my son, I was like, how was it scary? And he's like, mom, how does he know how to drive if he's been in the mental hospital since he was six years old. And I'm like, you've just ruined this film for me. What a good, I feel like kids realize those things that we never think about. (laughs) 
they he was not at all terrified of this film that scared the crap out of me at his age and he was just like whatever oh, mom this doesn't make any thinking, sense i quit this thinking movie, of the so. logistics of it they're just gonna be afraid of nothing it's all my fault they're too <laughs> smart for their own good it sounds I like broke these kids yeah that's a problem it's a problem <laughs> them and the dog too smart for their own good oh. so yeah a lot of hanging in limbo until late april and may games come out for all of us it sounds like Pretty much. That's kind of yeah. where the industry is. Mm-hmm. Um, Devin reports that my microphone is screwy. Does my audio sound okay to you guys? It, it kind of like dips lower every once in a while on you. I don't mm. know if there's a um, filter set, like a level cutoff mm-hmm. thing set. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Live show, folks. Hot mic. How about now? <laughs> I think it's better. You'll have to keep talking, unfortunately. Okay. All right. Donnie, why don't, why don't we dip into the news? We have some news, but it's like... It's the fun rumor kind of speculatory news, and that's why Rebecca's here, because why not fight about it? <laughs> that's what we're going to do, so tell me about exactly. this. Um, so let's start with Bioshock. Bioshock is possibly going open world, according to the developer Cloud Chamber's job listings that they have up on their website. So this uh, developer Cloud Chamber is made up of ex-Bioshock veterans, devs, so this will be like their first game that they've shipped under this label, um, but apparently... They're, they're hiring a writer who, quote, can weave impactful character-driven stories in an open-world setting. I don't know that I even want more Bioshock. Mm. This is where it's I a, stand on this matter. It's a hot take. It is. It's probably a hot take. I think I'm good. I, I was pretty satisfied with Infinite in a way that maybe perhaps most people weren't, and the... Um, weird flow chart that that thing did to my brain i felt like the crazy meme staring at the wall with all the pictures and drawing lines i felt like a nut job after that game i can't do that again i can't go through it again i don't know if i want do you guys want more bioshock rebecca have you even played those games i own the bioshock collection i um got it for christmas and i haven't played it yet (laughs) but it's on the list of ones that i want to play soon i was told that i would i would like it Mm -hmm. um for what it is i think um, yeah, I don't. I want to try it. I think that that first game is actually aged pretty well, all things considered. And the second game, the second game wasn't as good, but its DLC is among my favorite Bioshock mm. content. I haven't played Infinite since release, though, so I don't know. I feel Don- like every game now just wants to go open world, but not every game needs to be open world. I think it's kind of exhausting, honestly. And I say this as a person who really loves open world games and running around them, but they're big. And like, I'm still playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I probably have 80 plus hours in that game. I don't want, I can't, it's too much. (laughs) It's it's overwhelming. And I don't know that I want a game as narrative and world building driven as Bioshock to do that personally. I don't know. What do you think, Donnie? Where are you at with this? I think think that's fair. I mean, I, I would agree with you, I think. Um... The first thing that I thought when I heard this news was I don't necessarily want Bioshock to lose its storytelling and its narrative. And I mean, I think that's very important. And and really, it's pacing. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you kind of all that kind of goes out the window when, you know, when you're um, when you're playing open world game, because you've got to give people things to do. You got to fill that open world with stuff. But I'm not opposed to it because I I think just like the name and I I realize that it's different. Right. So they'll, they'll have to prove it. But just the name Bioshock, I, I just imagine would have to have a lot of people. I mean, would have to have like a just a really high quality, you know, to it or they wouldn't ship or they wouldn't do something like that. So I'm open to to seeing something like that. 
but yeah, that was my first impression as well. Um, I do agree with you with the open world exhaustion. There's so many things are open world. And um, like I was saying, I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I tried that game uh, a little bit after it released for like five hours. And I just realized how big it was and how long people were playing. And I was like, I don't have time for this right now. And I put it off till now. And that's the issue with those big giant games. It's no different than like a 300 hour RPG. Like you've got to commit time to them. Mm -hmm. And uh, in a crowded market, it's always hard to stand out. But Bioshock's one of the biggest names in games. You know, that's Skyrim, that's Mass Effect, you know, it's Bioshock. So I, I that's the standard. Do you think that's unfairly, like, put out there? Because, like, that's, when I hear Bioshock, that's what I think. I think best-in-class video game. Yeah, I think so. And I think it's, okay. <clears throat> it's probably built one of the more unique, story-driven worlds in games in the last, like, couple decades, too. It's very memorable to me, especially. Like, I remember time and place where I played that first game and how that experience felt. And few games have that impact. I don't, I don't know that I, I'm really struggling with whether or not I want more of it though, or I want them to take some of those concepts and evolve them into a, either a new IP or a different world instead. Cause I feel like they closed the book to a certain extent. Well, they left the door hanging open. I'm not going to spoil the end of infinite, but they left the door hanging open in kind of a like cheap way at the end of that game for how they could just keep expanding. And I don't, I don't know that I want, I don't need more of it. I, I think they did a good job with that world and like shutting that chapter. I would love to see something new instead. And I'm not opposed yeah. to open world. I just don't know that I want it for this. You know, I totally agree with you. I think I, I usually always want to say I'm, I'm ready to see something new. Yeah. But we say that all the time in the collective we, we see something new, you know, and then we start, oh, it looks I different and know. it's not the same. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, so like there's, it goes both ways. And I got to tell you, like if I was, it's 2K, right? Publish? Yes, still, I believe. Yes. It's 2K. So if I was 2K, it's like, hey, we're going to start a brand new game. (laughs) And you kind of look at the last few years and you're like, well, how are those new IPs turning out? And then it's like, or we can just create a new Bioshock game. It's like, yeah, that sounds like that'll make money. (laughs) It'll make, it will make money. But the question is what happens on the other side of it to a storied franchise that you could potentially drive into the ground with the wrong choices here, right? Like it's got a pedigree and a pretty good one. Like not everybody lands on the same side of how they feel about Infinite, but you know, people still feel generally positive about this franchise. Give me an open world, give me an open world one. You have the potential to bury it. Like you almost did that with Mass Effect <laughs> and they're dragging that back from the tendrils with a remake. There's not a lot of room to fix it if they screw up Bioshock. That'll probably be it. So but just, fingers crossed. I don't can we just get less open world games and give me more 10 to 12 hour narrative experiences? I don't even care if I pay $60 for them. I'm exhausted. Okay. I would love that too. You don't care. <laughs> No, I, many, I know. many, many people do. Oh, God, the people with the spreadsheets calculating the cost per hour of a video game. Please, please, it please. It is refreshing to me when a game is less than 20 hours. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm so I, excited. I am less inclined to play it if it's more than 20 hours. It's like, I don't have time for this. It's more of an incentive to buy it. Like, for yeah. me, you know, if, I, if I'm yeah. in between games and I'm like I am now or I'm waiting for something, it's like, hey, you can beat this game in 20 hours. It's like, I can fit that in. I can do that. That's doable. If you say 10 hours, I'm like, oh, hell yeah, let's go. I'll yeah. buy that day one. And I don't care personally that it costs 60 bucks. And that's a disposable income level conversation. But I'd rather have an experience that feels like well wound together for 10 hours than a meandering nightmare experience for 60. That's just me. 
And I love open world games because I can do dumb things in them, but not every video game needs to be that Mm -hmm. because I'm old and tired. Could be Rage 2, (laughs) Bioshock. I didn't hate Rage 2, but it wasn't (laughs) what I wanted. Right. And that's the scary part of like with Bioshock is it could be that. Yes. Yes. You don't hate it, but it's just another open world game where you blow up stuff and drive around. I don't I don't want them to do that to Bioshock especially. I am very fond of that franchise for very specific reasons not related to the actual action of playing that game for the mm-hmm. most part. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe you'll like it anyway. No more open world games. Can we take a time out? Is that am I allowed to make it's that? It's going to be Bioshock with Vikings. Okay, I wait. I feel like wait. every <laughs> I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Every few years, there's a new trend in, like, what the popular genre is. And I feel like open world is right now. And eventually that fad will pass and something else will take its place. I feel like open world has been that way since, like, 2009. It's been for a long time. It's been. I think it's latched on at this point. And I think what it's evolved into is open world games as a service. That's what it's evolving into. So if you look at games like Destiny, even, where they're dipping into those world events and it's still evolving, that's what it morphed into even assassin's creed did that with like seasonal Mm -hmm. events still doing it i don't think this crap is going anywhere um and i don't hate it i just don't need every video game to sit in that box because i will never finish another video game again if that keeps happening it's too much video game thing i never thought i'd say as an adult (laughs) it's too much Uh, so the next thing uh the big thing let's let's talk rumors this is why this is why Rebecca's here. I thought this would be a, a, a good segment. And I and I, I debated, I was like, you know, I can bring this up on Nintendo Shack. We could do it on Xbox. We could do it on both. Um, but Xbox really needed the content this week because there's not not a whole lot in the news. And and to be quite frank, like I was also knowing like I'm not playing a whole lot right now. So yeah. um I thought this would be really, really good timing. And uh if you're into the Xbox sphere, <clears throat> If you will, if you're following the news and stuff like that, if you follow the leaks and the rumor mill on Reddit or Jeff Grubb or all that, you've probably seen this being bannered about for the last week or so. Um, Jeff Grubb in his game mess video mentioned that everything in the background on Phil's shelf meant something. And he was talking about this Kojima rumor. That Xbox is in talks with Kojima to resurrect a Google Stadia game of all f- things. Could you imagine if that if that actually happened? I might combust. <laughs> I can't do that with you today. I might. I kind of I wish that happened. I, I kind of wish Hideo Kojima shipped an exclusive Google Stadia game. Um, I just wanted to see the Twitter that day. That would have been amazing for me. Um, but that aside, it kind of kicked up, reignited the very prominent pla- placement of the Nintendo Switch on Phil's shelf. Yeah, he likes, um, he's a troll, man. He knows what he's oh, doing. Oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> and then Ed from Xbox era, um, Nick, special Ed, um, he mentioned that like, hey, yeah, the cat's out of the bag. Tune in later this fall. Now, I want to say this because I, I told him this in chat personally. Usually when somebody says the cat is out of the bag. Yeah, something's th- real. <laughs> that means that you tell somebody what it is. Right. That you actually have <laughs> that, to open. That the secret has been figured out. <laughs> like that's right. how bags work. You don't just keep the cat in the satchel and let it I, meow at you. You I, open I did the explain satchel. to him <laughs> the cat is works. still very much in the bag, apparently. <laughs> but but that said. Too. It's an angry cat. It's going to be there said, until uh, fall. He's going <laughs> to. This isn't the first time. That Xbox and Nintendo have had rumors. This has been going on for a while now as these companies have gotten kind of close. You see Xbox published several games 
over yep. on that Nintendo Switch. Um, they've supported them with Minecraft, with Ori, with Cuphead. Um, they had that whole, if you guys remember, that cross-play initiative, like when they both started embracing cross-play and they had like that survive-together right. thing, which mm-hmm. blew my mind when it oh happened, gosh, Xbox, was... Nintendo, on yeah. joint marketing. That was wild. It, it was more just a giant middle finger to Sony at kind the time. Of, like, exactly. hey guys, look what we can do. But it was wild, yes. So I bring that up just to kind of lay the, the groundwork for... If you're hearing this and you're like, there's no way, there's some evidence to believe that there is a way. There's lots of instances that I think make this believable. Not just that, the fact that we've seen Banjo uh, in Smash, we've seen Mm -hmm. Minecraft in Smash, we've seen Ori come to Switch. You know, there's so many instances, probably more that we're forgetting, but. Yeah, all the Minecraft content. All of that Minecraft yeah, content. There's a yep. ton. There's a Dungeons. Ton. And they let you log in with your Xbox account through that they to do? link the accounts to be able to cross and go into realms and all of that. That integration is there for you. Yep. So yeah, Pop it's achievements just, too. It's very believable. It's just a matter of like how and how what. and what. Yeah. So I, I wrote down some mm-hmm. what I consider hypotheticals. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to go through them one at a time and let's just talk about it. I want to know how likely you think it is. And what are like the pros and cons of each, which is why I invited Rebecca. Um, so Rebecca is my co-host on the Nintendo Shack. So if you listen to just the Xbox Empire, we have a Nintendo show as well. And Rebecca is my co-host there. And I, I firmly believe that Rebecca brings the strong core Nintendo fan viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Not my Nintendo fan viewpoint, because I have both and I love Game Pass. Right? So outside of that circle. She's outside of the Venn diagram. So first scenario I wrote down, just because I think it obviously has to be said, in all caps, it could mean absolutely nothing. This is a real possibility also. I mean, it exists as a possibility. We could just be getting uh, strung along like an angry cat I, I love bag, Je- I love you know? Jeff Grubb as much as the next guy, but deals fall through. It could things be fall apart all the time. Phil Spencer walks onto the E3 stage with Doug Bowser and they shake hands and say, good job. We're, we're better when yeah, we, we we're better together. compete. We're better together. We're healthy competition. And that's that. Yeah. <laughs> matching, matching outfits. Oh, uh, no, <laughs> no, because Doug Bowser has to be wearing a Game Pass t-shirt and then Phil has to have a Nintendo t-shirt. They have yeah. to be bro love there. Um, that would be great. Probability of absolutely nothing, I think, is like sub 20%. Absolutely nothing between these two companies in the next year. I don't know. I would give it more just because I'm always trying to be really conservative. I'm willing. I, I don't like care. Like, I want to believe you. 40%. 40%. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. I just, things fall through, right? Like, sure. all the time. The the history of video games is just paved with the graveyard of failed projects <laughs> and partnerships. So, like, just things happen. But so. you, you really think there's a 40% chance that n- that nothing, nothing including not even a single other game, gets cross-published onto a Switch? Because that's where I think that this the absolutely nothing scenario doesn't make sense. They have a good publishing relationship. There have to well, be Well, remember, games. Matt Booty did say at the start of the Series X that they were done publishing games on Switch. I also he don't say believe that. him. <laughs> I, we'll I, think that's, I think that's a very fair <laughs> argument to take, but I'm just, he did say it. Yeah, no, I know what he said. They, oh, it's, it's all nice corporate to, talk. Yeah, it's yeah. nice to say things, but like I've seen plenty of that before, too. We're done. Oh, well, wait, not yet. 
You know? They want to get more bucks out of you. If they can sell it there and then you buy it because it's not coming to Switch and then they bring it to Switch, oh, okay, I guess I'll buy it again. Absolutely. That's exactly, That's exactly. what happens to me every yeah. freaking time. I've complained. And it on- works. Yes. It works. It's actually genius. What happens is it comes out on Game Pass and then it gets published with a physical edition on Switch and then I end up with liking a game and then putting it in a physical edition on my shelf just like Donnie does because we have a problem. <laughs> I want to talk about it. All right? It's a problem. <laughs> I bought a we physical to do copy like a, of Hades on Switch because I'm that person. We need to do like a, a gamers anonymous group. Wait, no, I don't. No, 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 no. It doesn't even need to be anonymous. I know who I am. Would you like a tour of my nightmare? Come down to the basement, kids. Like here. Okay. So that's second that. scenario. Master Chief comes to Smash Brothers Ultimate. That would mean three of their characters being in the DLC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you think? You think how likely or unlikely do you think that is? Because I think so. If we're taking, if we're taking Nick's tweet right later this fall, well, obviously that lines up with a, a very big Halo game that announces, and we saw Master Chief in Fortnite, and I would yes. think with the marketing and the free to playness mm-hmm. of at least Halo multiplayer and kind of this ubiquitous Halo thing that Microsoft's trying to go in for. I think that makes a lot of sense. It also pops. It'll probably pop sales for Smash Brothers Ultimate. I would say, I would argue, in a way that I don't know if any other character can at this point. Mm, like, debatable. Um, I say no solely because of the fact that he came to Fortnite. And that, I feel like, is a licensing nightmare to be having crossovers in two major games like that of that capacity i don't know what the licensing agreements would look like i'm not an expert at that um i just think that the fact that that exists diminishes the chances by a lot the same reason why i think like once raymond got into um like brawlhalla or whatever it was people were saying that severely diminishes his chance that he'll get into smash like the fact that he's appearing in other similar i want to say quote unquote so because i know fortnite's not similar comparable to smash but it's a big name title to get your character in yeah and epic seems to be pretty aggressive about their licensing type of deals they they because just looking at what they pull onto their store and how they suck it away from steam and stuff like that they don't they're not playing games you know what i mean they really want compelling reasons to have people using their store and and buying their content so i could i could maybe get on board with rebecca on this one also there's a music licensing issue and building a stage and there's a lot of like nuance to this i'm not saying that this couldn't happen because i've said stupider things and then they've happened it happens constantly but i don't know i think doom guy is more likely at this point Okay. Into Smash. Yeah, I think Doom Guy would be a, a great candidate as well. Hmm. I don't think Doom Guy pops, you know, fan excitement like like Master Chief would. I would say that, except there was a real, a lot of real cute meme crossover that happened when Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal came out on the same day that I people like that. really bought into hard, especially on the Nintendo side, and it was very good. And I just, mm-hmm. I kind of want Nintendo to embrace embrace that. Nonsense. Yeah, as I say, if they leaned into that with yeah, like the, they, the invitation trailer, I could see that could be part of the reveal stuff. trailer having yeah. his on his back throwing like grenades at dudes. I don't know. It would be <laughs> great. Be I would be here for that like deeply. So. I kind of want that just just to see the trailer. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It's it would be cute yeah. and funny, and like it, I think Master Chief's. I'm gonna say this. People are gonna get really mad at me. I think in Smash he would be boring. I just mm. think it would be a boring character for Smash. I just I think, you think he a, would be too similar to Snake. Yeah, and I just don't think he has the personality to carry like Smash's kind of 
you know, bravado almost. Charm. Like, he's a boring character, dude. He just is. His name is John. Like, come on. Like, he's, like, he's just, like, he's boring. He is boring as hell. All the Johns out there suddenly I'm hate I'm sorry, Johns, but like, it's, he's, you know. I, I also want to say that I think out of all of the possibilities that this could be because we're about to get into some spicier ones some spicier ones i think this one feels attainable in a way that those other ones don't like some of those other ones and not that they don't it's just like those other ones are kind of a bigger leap you know it's like it's a it's a bigger stretch than this this is so if a smash waiting, character here's the thing if we're waiting until fall to hear from this uh that could mean one of two things it is a Smash character, and that fits with the timeline of, okay, we're getting one during E3, and then we're getting one in the fall, so that kind of matches with that timeline. <sighs> Two, I think that since if it's till fall, if it's not that, it's something much grander. That That's... there's a reason why we're not getting yeah. it sooner. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, compared to other leaks, Smash, I feel like, has a wall of so much harder to leak type of thing. Sakurai really, really holds that close. Um, I feel like in recent years, when when Smash leaks, those leaks ended up being wrong. Um, the past Austin. couple fighters really haven't leaked. So for that to leak this early, that there's like a, a Microsoft character coming to Smash, I find very hard to believe that that's credible. They also seem to really latch on to characters for Smash that fit into their first party and third party, like almost anime crossovers. Like they're not, I don't know that he would be all in on putting Master Chief in Smash. I think that'd have to be a real hard push sell and he's just not that guy. I don't think, did he say, and I can't remember if this is the last pack or this pack, um, that he isn't the one making the decisions, it's Nintendo. Yeah, he said that a few times. Yeah, he said that a few times, but you know. I mean, I'm sure he probably has like the final word, but I think it's mostly Nintendo pushing marketing things this time. And that's true, but you got to buy in on the guy who makes the game and then sells it to fans too. Like you got to get some buy in there. You can't just say you're doing this because we said so and expect him not to be like, you're going to lose me and then you're screwed. So he has a lot more power. Especially if he's not enthusiastic if he's doing the the presentations that i think are meant to sell this character if he's his heart's not into it our heart's not going to be into it yeah you can't come at this like blase about it something like this so and i i don't think he'd be i look i don't know him personally but i don't know that he'd be super enthused by having a character shoved into his video game that he doesn't have a vision for at all or care about in any way but what do i know you know but like this is the easiest the lowest hanging fruit maybe yeah but I don't actually know that I want this or a large portion of people do. Do we think that people would want this? I do. Yeah. I think people would want it. But I think as far as this rumor goes, it, this would be a boring one for it to Agree. be. Agree. <laughs> <laughs> He's boring. Sorry, y'all. There's so many don't possibilities. And like, if this is what it is, that would be pretty disappointing. I'm I would not be bummed. a huge Smash fan. Um yeah, I'm not that big like Smash say, or I, Halo, I like but Smash I still think in... I think the union of the two franchises, like Master Chief being kind of included in the in the collection that yeah. Ultimate it is, I think would be a I'm I'm here for it. I think that'd be. I really was going to say the legacy aspect of it. Yeah. Is sure. he a character worthy of that legacy? Yeah, I mean, we're yeah, talking about absolutely. like we got Terry Bogard and Piranha Plant. It's like I'm just yeah. I, I you could say he's boring, but he's still Master Chief. I'd sure. way more yeah. rather have them. You know, than than some of the other characters that we've actually already gotten. That's also fair. I'm still on mm-hmm. Team Doom guy. If we have to put a guy in a space suit in a video game, but you know, I Both. do hear you. 
Yeah, but let them fight each other. That's everybody's like <laughs> they nerd could be echoes. dream. Hell yeah, let's do that. And then put Samus in there and have her beat both of them up. It'll oh, be great. Oh man, yeah. see that trailer writes itself. I know, I know what I said. Uh, <laughs> um, the third one. This is just the one that I, I pulled out. Rare replay. I put in parentheses or another legacy game comes to Switch. I think of all of them, the banjo games are the most likely candidate for something like this. Um, they've got. Do you the think char- they would do like banjo games separately or a collection, or a col- would they just do rare replay? Are we asking I what I want? I could see a banjo collection, the two games and nuts and bolts in one package like they've done with Mario because they already have the crossover into Smash and that actually I think is an easier sell for a lot of people than Master Chief and Smash people have fond memories of Banjo on their N64 as I do you know absolutely and Nuts and Bolts is a great game that never came anywhere off of an Xbox console so Mm -hmm. I would love this one personally and I think it's doable I do think Rare Replay is probably more likely than a Banjo Collection um, but it's this kind of the same same vein there, right? Sure. How many games are in Rare Replay? Does anybody know off the top of their bunch. head? Bunch. There's a lot, right? Does they? I don't does, know off the top of my head. I want to say like fifteen or twenty. Do they Chat get license all me. in one clip? I guess does, yeah. It's it, rare, right? I yes, but is there? I wonder if there's any other considerations that are oh. involved in that because who knows who helped work on? I, I don't know. They was... would have to be ported individually. I mean, they're backwards yeah. compatible titles. Mm. They're not like they're. It's not like they're all remastered and done. Yeah, that's true. So um, I do think there's like that's a little strange because like the, half of them are just the 360 games that are running in the 360 emulator. Yes. So yes. that's why can't all- necessarily do that on Switch without some legwork. That's why all of them I think is a hard is a, a lot of work. Like I think that would yeah. be a big sell, and I'd love to see it because I would love Viva Pinata on my Switch. Let's be real here. Like, yeah. That's what I really want. I was Perfect Dark. I would like okay, Perfect fair Dark enough. Switch, I, yeah. I know who I am. I would like to uh, breed the uh, animals that are weird. So, you know. <laughs> do you think they would call it Rare re- rare Replay or do you think they would give like a collection a new title to be like, okay, here's the like new version thing? of the same thing? Maybe if they could take, it's like trying to blend the ideas. Maybe if they could take a couple games and remaster them and kind of release a, another you know, like rare replay all That's kind of what I'm like wondering. That. You know, put a shiny coat of paint on yeah. it, upgrade the visuals a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just like they did with the Mario games, because I mean, yeah. I you can't do, do like, this again. I mean, <laughs> That's exactly the thing yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah. They have like the HD Conquer, HD yeah. Banjo. You could do Perfect Dark and Viva Pinata. Just do just do those four. Oh, I'm games. not sure that would they do Conquer. Do you think? I don't think they do Conquer. I don't think they would do. Conquer. I think that Nintendo wants to forget about Conquer yes. being on the N64. And I that's really why I, I take back what I said because I did, I forgot that was part of it. So yeah, I could see Banjo. Like I could see a Banjo collection because it feels like it fits right in with what they've done with Mario. Yeah. And and it's it is a legacy like warm and fuzzy thing for Nintendo fans, and it would be an easy mm-hmm. sell. Sure. Easy sell at sixty bucks for those three games. I'm not saying okay. I like the price, but that's what they could do. Oh, it would absolutely be sixty. <laughs> it's yeah. foolish to think otherwise. And it only will be available when the moon is full <laughs> for three months, <laughs> and then it will be forever removed from your home. Just, just saying. Before we move to the next one, I want to because I've seen people bring this up. Is it possible that they could actually just release like a Halo game on Switch, like Halo Combat Evolved, something yeah. old? Mm-mm. I think that's the least likely out of yeah. everything we've said. Is there any other legacy Xbox games that you could see come to Switch that don't involve Banjo? 
That's a. I don't know. Didn't we? We another one that we got wasn't it the Super Lucky's Tale. We got mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it's yeah. there. And the ukulele, the ukulele stuff is on Switch, and it's good. Yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. That's the right. That's kind of a great fit. I don't know. That's think- a really great segue to my next one. So I'm just gonna let's get us off of there. And uh, a new rare property game comes to both consoles. So I, I threw this in as a hypothetical because. I could see, like they did the Battletoads, right? Well, actually, oh, I could have brought that up. Battletoads could come to Switch. That's another potential one. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I was thinking about is, could they give one of the rare licenses to like Banjo to somebody like the ukulele devs and let them make a new game and release it on both both platforms? Could they? Yes. Do we think that's what this thing is in the fall as some big announcement? I don't know, because that feels like a... E3 cute little crossover thing. That doesn't feel yeah. big. That feels like Why would we business. wait till fall for that? That seems like why yeah. I don't I just wonder if that's not one of those things where they're like look what we're now doing. We said we weren't going to publish any more games on Switch, but we changed our mind. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> rare. You know, like that one that one feels like a that almost feels like a given. Honestly, at some point in the future that a rare property would cross over and just publish on both kind of like now any minecraft game that comes out from now on probably will that kind of just feels like it'll just happen eventually to me i don't know if they can find the right dev (laughs) and the right style and the right market for it i think ukulele was a huge smash i i would well the second game was very good i would like to see more like that and they're good fits for the switch so i don't know okay all right last bullet point really the talking conversation that we're all like waiting to get to This has been talked about for years. Could this mean that Game Pass is actually coming to Nintendo Switch? Um, I think so. I, I think it makes a lot of sense for both parties involved. And I and I and the only hang up that I have is at some point, like value has to be made to to Nintendo to to for this to ever happen. Nintendo's not just going to let this happen um, without a significant cut of the pie. And that's where I really wonder how how does Game Pass on Switch work? Like, does Nintendo get compensated for, like, a certain amount of playtime on Switch devices? Uh, a certain amount of new accounts on Switch devices? Or is it just a lump sum? Like, just right off the top? Does Phil just, like, stroke a check? Um, but the part the part that I have a hard time letting go of is, right now, if you buy one of the indie games that came out today in Nintendo, Nintendo gets 30% of that purchase. Half of those games are already in Game Pass. So if they bring Game Pass to the Switch, then you're potentially losing 30% of a lot of money. So how does Xbox make that whole in a way that also makes sense for Xbox? And I think there's definitely middle ground there. It's just how. How do you do it? My question is, what deal did they cut over Minecraft? Because when you when you play Minecraft and you buy Minecoins, that's technically a purchase through Microsoft. That's not a purchase through Nintendo. Yep. And I wonder if whatever deal they cut there, even if because people spend a lot of freaking money on Minecraft, I think a lot of people would be surprised. I have children, we play a lot of, and and they and if you purchase a Realm subscription, you purchase it through Microsoft. Whatever deal they cut there, Nintendo doesn't get a cut of that. Like, I don't is, know. Is it a purchase through the eShop? Nope. You ah. purchase that through your Nintendo, your Microsoft account. Well, it's tied to your account. You link them together, but you still buy them them through the eShop. Do you buy them through the eShop? Yeah. 
Yeah, they, my they concern is, their... I believe, I believe Nintendo will get a cut of that. Then, yeah, they get their cut. It's the same with Rocket League, where you buy the credits through the eShop, and I'm yep. sure that um, same as Fortnite. It is. Psionics gets a cut of it, but then Nintendo gets their cut of it. Yep. I, whatever deal that they've cut, they would have to. I feel like Microsoft, if you were going to bring Game Pass to this console, which is a technical conversation all of its own, first of all, um, as the Switch stands right now. Ooh, I've I've got something to say about that. Um, but let's stay here for a minute. They would have to cut the same 30% deal. Well, you're not going to give them 30% of just total Game Pass. There's no, got to no, be a no, way no. They're to give... quantify how much Nintendo's portion of Game what, Pass is. What they're going to do is they're going to have it go through the eShop for anyone who signs up th- for Game Pass through their Switch. Yes. Just what that. That's what I was going to say. Anybody who buys... So, Donnie, like, you have Game Pass, you can sign in and continue using it, and maybe Nintendo eats that. But think of how many people there are mm. like me who will oh, be course. buying Game Pass on my Switch for the first time. Yep. I think oh. if I had to guess, I think there's probably 60 or 70 million people like you. I right. think so the people like, like me I are very small. Yeah, I think that <laughs> they eat. They don't care about a... a it's just like Minecraft. I already pay for Realms. I pay for it through Microsoft on my account. I log into my Minecraft account on my Switch. Nintendo doesn't get that. Too bad. So sad. They don't care about that, though. They care about the people who are going through only their console. And people like Rebecca... Well, they're still keeping you playing, which yeah, gives them I'm engagement. Still on, I'm on the console. They're yeah. happy. I'm browsing around the eShop occasionally. Nintendo gets something out of the deal. <clears throat> but what they stand to gain is whatever X percentage off the top of people who purchase a Game Pass sub through the eShop yep. are. And that's where they make the money. That's an easy one to me. Yeah, 30% of that entire revenue could be more. Sure. Because if you're Xbox, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to recreate like, like if it's me and Rebecca and we're sitting at the table. It's like, I want Game Pass on those 80 million devices. You know, Nintendo's going to be sitting there and going, yeah, we want half. I don't think they would try to cut a deal that was outside of the deals they've already cut with Microsoft. The last thing they want to do is try to be greedy and <laughs> lose something See, potentially and that's very big. I don't think it's, I don't think it's greed. I, I think it's, it's Game Pass does represent a potential for lost income for them. So they have to, they have to be concerned. They have to be protective. <clears throat> they can't just give it away. They do have to be protective of, of you know, their and, and behave in their own best interest. Sure, but I think thirty percent is already a pretty freaking big cut in this type of an industry. Like a certain, like that's they won't go half. They, I don't think they'll go higher than thirty percent. If you think about all the Minecraft players, if they're willing to just be thirty percent there, I think, I think they're probably going to continue to be okay with it. I don't see them making a special deal here. It's just okay speculation on my end but sure i mean this all is all this entire episode just speculation. yeah that's my favorite part I don't that's have what to we know should title <laughs> the show the title of the show is this is speculation. all just speculation i do want to make a point though that i think this is very i think this is potentially very likely and i think it's likely for for really one major reason you said that technically getting game pass working on the switch we know that xbox is bringing game pass to the browser yes and it's going to be able to run just right there in your browser it already runs on android the Switch has a browser and it can run Android kernel, like if you sideload it. So sure. I think there exists a, a real reality that Nintendo has to prepare for. That if they if they put up the walled garden approach and they're like, hey, no game pass, you know, like you're never gonna do this, eventually people will find a way. Like that and I think that causes them more more heartache <laughs> than than the, you know, more headache than it's worth. So I, I think in that regard, not only is there potential, you know, for Getting games that you can't get, obviously, that's that's what's in it for Nintendo. Why is Nintendo even interested? There are games on Game Pass that just can't run on a Switch, and you Natively. need a partner to do it. Absolutely. Right. 
So that's that's and you already have a partnership where you're already working with, you know, Xbox to do some of these some of these cross publishing deals. And you have a shared market interest in the fact that you're both looking up, you know, at the king of the hill PlayStation. So with all that factored in, I mean, I think if they don't do it, I think you'll find more and more people as the years come. More and more people will be finding ways to do it on their Switch, which I don't think Nintendo wants. I, I'm actually curious, technically, not about whether or not it would run on Android, but whether or not the Switch has an, a Wi-Fi card in it with sufficient bandwidth and speed to support the streaming that Microsoft wants to do for Game Pass. It, it, it That thing has been on the struggle bus for stuff like Control I mean, the only evidence, in the past. Yeah, as I say, the only evidence I could bring up is the titles that are already streaming, and, I, and I've tried Control and Hitman, and they, they ran fine. They ran okay, you know what well, I mean? I think that's all you're going to get. To right. Be I don't, right. <laughs> it's not going to be an amazing but 4K does, stream, but, but it's going to be better than nothing. But does Microsoft have standards in place that they want to meet for that stuff? No, they're still streaming mostly in 720p. That's fair. I'm I'm curious. I'm legitimately curious if they could get this thing run, running the way that they feel comfortable and happy. I guarantee with on this you, box. you could stream Outer Worlds better than it currently runs on Switch. No, oh, that's that's not fair. It's a good <laughs> example, though. <laughs> um, the other the other question I wonder here is like Nintendo is clearly trying to put their own streaming solution in place. Like, does this cause them? I'm really strife? happy. Actually, I'm really happy you brought that because this is one of the things I was going to talk about is future proofing. Because yeah. they have they they have a partner in streaming. They have this U, Ubitus. Yes. That that are doing cloud games that are pot that are paid and bought separately on the mm-hmm. eShop. Now, Nintendo doesn't own them, but it's just a partnership. Maybe a part of the deal is if Nintendo is looking in the future about doing some sort of streaming app for devices off of Switches. Maybe they have a built-in partnership with Xbox who are already doing those sort of things. Like Xbox isn't just about Game Pass and nothing else. Correct. They're hosting other video game streaming services. Like they host it in their cloud and their client. So they're not opposed to working with a competitor. That might be a part of this partnership. It's like, hey, we want to do Game Pass. Let's do that now. And when you're ready to do the Nintendo game app or a virtual console or whatever you're going to do streaming, like we'll take care of it and we'll help, you know, we'll work on it and we'll help design it with you and do all the wireframing and everything for it. It's it's possible. I think that's I actually think that's almost organically makes sense. You could you could sure. definitely see these two people sitting at a table and kind of coming to that conclusion. I could also see to your point about potential lost revenue for Nintendo off indie games, I could totally say see them saying if you buy Game Pass through the eShop, we'll give you twenty percent off eShop titles that are on Game Pass. They could totally mm. do that the same way that Microsoft does that right now, but only if you go through the eShop to purchase the Game Pass sub. Now they can double dip. Now they can get people who want to own it or who it's leaves Game Pass. They grab it. They could totally get what they want back out of that solution. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm wondering because we've had the rumors that Nintendo's revamping the the um, their online service. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder if there could be any overlap with that and. Um, this kind of service, if maybe they would be offering kind of their own thing on top of it, like maybe including their own indies in on it, like having a Nintendo section on the Game Pass type thing, like things that wouldn't appear maybe in, you know, the, I guess, the, I absolutely the normal Game could Pass. I in the Game Pass app, like a section of titles playable on Switch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> And if they are revamping their online service, one could speculate further that they're doing it for the purpose of building out a, a Game Pass spot in Nintendo Online for you to sub right through there. Well, that's, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm like, thinking is that that rumored uh, online update could be that. 
Yes, totally. It yes. So they could and have maybe you, that's part of it. Maybe you need to have switch online. You to probably do, Game and, Pass. and then you dip so in again. That could again. be extra. That's, yeah, that could that's be extra that's, money for them there. That, I didn't even think. I didn't think about that. That's genius. I one hundred percent think that that will be a. Uh, if you have Switch Online, you can then also sub to Game Pass or use your yeah. game. So if that's the other way... Pay they, money to pay more money. <laughs> well, that's the yeah. other way that they get people like Donnie and I who already have Game Pass to at least dip into their service and pay them yes. something. Oh, well, mm-hmm. if you want to use the Game Pass app, you have to pay for Switch Online. Yeah. Would it make and people mad? Yeah, and but I will. It's $20 for a year. It's $30 I mean, well, So what would they people. do? They'd raise it like four ninety nine. They wouldn't... You know. They don't even have to raise the price of their online service. Yeah, no, just, I don't that's think so. true. They don't have to touch it. They don't have to even make people even more mad. They could just say, "Look, look." How uh, yeah, cheap I it would is. say not raise don't it touch because the if price. you're already asking people, you have to be. That's like Disney Plus doing the okay. You're paying for Disney Plus, but you still got to pay for these movies at full price. Yeah, I wouldn't rule it out if they raise the price. I wouldn't I would rule it either. out if they if, if it was like a side option, you know, like an add-on. I think they I would do it out. in a different breath they would say by the way when the switch pro comes online is going to be 25 dollars. i can see that and then next time an announcement rolls around oh and now we're adding game pass to switch online like that kind of thing yeah they wouldn't do those two things together they would do i nintendo is smart enough even in their infinite stupidity at sometimes to break those two things up to at least only make you a little bit mad at once um, and they'll put some kind of package deal on it that if you get, um, you know, your Game Pass subscription in the first month or whatever, you'll get yeah. 10% off. Or <laughs> it'll be a dollar for your first shot through it, you know, just mm-hmm. like they do now. Oh, they'll you're put some fancy bow. Yeah, I just, there's a lot of opportunity for Nintendo to do this. Like, I don't, I don't think this is as implausible as a lot of people do. Like, I think this is... Of all the partners that Microsoft could choose, this is the smartest, and they have a very good business relationship with them, clearly. I mean, this would be, I want to get into kind of, I definitely want to get into, uh, I want to know what Rebecca, like if she even wants this, but first, yeah, me too. Let's, let's cover the Xbox side of this. This would be a, like a gigantic win for Xbox. Like this is either almost Bethesda level of news if they're like, hey, Game Pass, and I want to be clear, when I say Game Pass, I'm actually thinking just cloud streaming. Yes, I'm absolutely. not thinking of any like native downloading of games on the eShop. I think it's just the app. Yes. It's like Netflix or Hulu. It's like you can launch the app and you can stream games. I, I think they'll have an option to download games, but there will be some that are probably cloud only. Only the ones, the ones that, that are on the eShop? Yeah, the ones that cannot run on Switch will be you have to play this via the cloud. But I think it would be I would love that to be true. not have the download. There's easy online checks that they breath. have anyway. They do check online because I have two switches like a, like an idiot. Yeah. And I, they do totally be like, we're checking if you can play that right now. I feel now. like that's yeah. just so easy for them to yes. do. I think it would be a deal breaker for a lot of people to not have that as an option because think of the marketing of the Switch. It's your on-the-go console. Yeah. Think of the no, people who take this and don't have the internet. So, yes, yeah, just, I would, they would need that. I'm trying not to ask for everything. Just ask for everything. This is what this show is for this week. I'm just trying to, you know, like, just temper my expectations. I I think that's not a big deal for them to do. We are in the magma core of expectations right here. Yeah. Okay? We're not in Mm. tempered zone. Okay? I'm still still going to rock with the streaming only until I I will be pleasantly surprised if it has I think they will not. Yeah. I could see them stream only at first and and then roll it into, oh, hey, we'll do an online check. But... It is a real. It is a really. It would be a really interesting choice to have cloud only on a console that is intended for you to leave your house with it. Absolutely, yeah. that's just an. They'll offer it for the titles that can't. But yeah, I absolutely. Think they, yeah. So, Rebecca, you are uh, 
Nintendo, the Forest Menace here with your I big am. shiny PlayStation Five in the background. She's How dare you? Yeah, I know. I want, to, I want to tag it with my. Where's my spray paint? I'm coming. So over there. the first thing I want to ask is this: Does this for the core Nintendo gamer, which is what Xbox would be going after, does this do anything? Like, do you, yeah. does anybody care? Yeah, definitely. I definitely think this would be a big deal for. Um, those of us who Nintendo, where the Switch is our primary console, and maybe we have never touched Xbox, uh, maybe we've dabbled with Game Pass elsewhere, I, I definitely think this is significant. Um, just because, I mean, I don't have to tell you why Game Pass is, is a huge deal. Um, the reason why I personally haven't taken the plunge with Game Pass, and I think this is the case for millions of people, is... I don't like to sit at my PC and game unless I have to. Mm. Um, I think I would rather pay 15 bucks to play a game on my Switch than to sit in front of my computer and do it. Um, the only time that I sit in front of my computer to play games is when I'm streaming them. Um, obviously, that's not most people. Um, I won't buy an Xbox because I'm not interested in the exclusives. And I could play Game Pass on my PC if I really, really wanted to. Um, but I think if it came to Switch, I would absolutely at least try it out. And I think I would be more inclined to jump into some of the games that I didn't do when I did have it for PC because I'm more likely to jump into those kind of games when I have my Switch on the go, when I'm laying in bed, when I'm, you know, sitting on the couch, also kind of having a TV comfort show on. And you just, you, did, you mentioned that you're not interested in the Xbox exclusives. Like if, if Game Pass was brought to Switch, would you try any of those? Would you play a Forza or a Halo or a I would Gears? try them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I would try them. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's a big deal. I mean, I think there are games in Game Pass, and there's games in first party that are for you. I mean, obviously, Xbox just bought Bethesda. So, you know, if Nintendo still wants Doom and Elder Scrolls and things like that, like, this is a big deal. Could you imagine if you could do Game Pass on your Switch and play Elder Scrolls, but you couldn't wow. on your PlayStation? That would be hilarious. I can actually <laughs> hear the brains imploding on the other end of this freaking podcast. You can't do that to people. Someone's going to have a heart attack. They're going to literally die. It's it's a legitimate picture to paint. It's just that people could actually pass out. You need to put a yeah. warning on this show. But I could see. I could also see a lot of those people that were angry when Xbox bought Bethesda. Sure. I could see a lot of people going, I'm going to play them, but I'm going to play them through Switch. And it fills over you. there laughing. Yeah, fills over there laughing like... <laughs> Like I care, just just hundred dollar <laughs> bills, just dabbing his, his sweat with hundred dollar bills. Yeah, like I, boy, I would use this actually a, a not insignificant amount because there's days when I just want to lay in freaking bed. I don't yeah. want to be in front of my TV with a controller in the chair, dude. It's been a and long for you and I, folks that have Xboxes. Yeah, this makes a ton of sense because yeah. uh, Game Pass, like Xbox, has. Online cloud saves that are automatic, they, they say. just would go everywhere. So we could play from the TV, hop to the Switch, pick it up and play, and come right back to the console and pick up where we left off. It's like utopia. Yeah, no, I'd just be Daddy, playing. you can do that with a Switch. You can have it on the TV. Yeah, but but it looks a lot better on the Xbox, and uh, you know it does. Rebecca. You snobs. You snobs. You it's absolute true. snobs. It's true. It's true. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change between my consoles. You're right, but it's not. Uh, it doesn't work as seamless 
I, I have it. I've done it. But on Switch, like it, it doesn't always copy the file. Sometimes you have to manually pop the file. The you have to wait for both of them. Like on Xbox, it is just always. It's it, it honestly, it's not even something you even think. Xbox I don't even does because yes. it just does it. Like it's funny how bad I get at my stupid PlayStation when it doesn't do that. Like you yes. can you can log in on someone else's Xbox with yep. your account and it just boot the game into your save without even yep. having to click pull my cloud save down. You don't have to go look at different files or if you remember to do it or any. Anything like that there's nothing it just works it's weird how like uh seamless it is and how it's you don't even consider it like, we've taken it for extreme i have because granted. i've logged into my account on my friend's playstation to play something for a stream before and gone i have to download the file is it even up to date did i have the auto set on it's weird um it's it is it is something that we totally take for granted on this show. It's when something I, we totally when take I want to switch between the TV and handheld to play in bed, I just take it out of the dock and, and walk you, over to my bed. I, I, <laughs> I don't even have to turn off my switch. Well, that that is where Elaine's like. We also want it in 4K. I also want it to look frames, pretty. Yeah. Like look, yeah. Like, and I don't care about that. <laughs> I, it's fair, and that's fair. But I've got this TV, and like I did buy this TV. So <laughs> like Doom Eternal on Switch is it's fine. It's it's good on for the what small it screen. Can can do. It's still not the same. Well, that's why we're playing it in bed on our Switches. (laughs) Sometimes I want to do that. And sometimes I want all the resolution, right? And sometimes I I want to bounce it to my PC, you know, and I want to play it here. And it's just, yeah, we do take for granted how much we can just move saves. Absolutely. I just do it. It's weird. I don't even think about it. It's even between the PC and the console. That's great. Big fan. Okay. So... Rebecca says that there are the Nintendo fans that would actually want to take advantage of this. And I, I agree. I think Game Pass, it, it's Game Pass exceeds, like Game Pass goes beyond like brand loyalty. Like everybody in the gaming market is not looking at Game Pass being like, damn, that's a really good value. Like we all, everybody wants in on Game Pass and, and bringing Game Pass to a Switch. Like if, let's say Xbox does this, let's say it actually happens. What do you think they could get? Do you think they can get 20 million Game Pass subscribers from the Switch base? How many people subscribe to Nintendo Switch Online? Does anybody I have? Don't know. Do, a lot. I think that I would I say. I think it is a lot. I would say 25% of whatever that Google. number is off I the I want to say I think that number is like 20, 25 million. So 5 to 10 million people. Quick and easy. Now, longer over I'm the course of Google. selling yeah, so people you, on As it. you start dropping banners. Um, as of September 2020, there were 26 million subscribers. Ooh, see, that's pretty good. So almost, let's say 30 million. Let's just say. Then seven and a half to 10 million people, potentially. That could take Game Pass from 20 to 30 million annual you know, annual subscribers. Sure. That's a lot. It's that's a, a lot number. of revenue. And potentially a number of people who play it on the Switch and say, maybe I should buy an Xbox to go with the Switch. That's potentially 10 million people that are buying $120 a year. It's a lot of money. Well, minus whatever the cut that Nintendo takes. But think about the cut that Nintendo takes. And, now and, how- and promos and stuff like that. But you're looking at, right now, yeah. Xbox is in subscriber acquisition mode. Yeah, they want people. So that's what they're looking at. They're looking at, if we get them in, this is projecting forward, this is the type of revenue that we could pull. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And then, then let's look at it. Let's say 10 million people. Let's say even one-tenth of those people say, boy, you know, I have a Switch and I don't have another console. Boy, maybe an Xbox would make a really nice companion console to this device. Mm-hmm. And Series now, S? Yeah, Series S is $300. It's the same price as a Switch. It's tiny. It's so small. It looks like a Bible. Uh, it's an easy sell, you know, especially if those people don't necessarily care about pushing the 4K resolution on every single game, but it's cheap. And, oh, now I can play between the two. Could you imagine cross-promotional marketing? Like a commercial 
Oh my gosh! No, that, that be now awesome? that is that is an expectation place we there's should like not a, go. That's like never I, I can see it now. Like, there's yeah, a dad, right? He's playing Doom on the couch, Xbox. Kid walks through, playing a game on the Switch. Same game, playing against each other. That Sounds will never awesome. happen. That will never happen. That is about as likely as the Series X coming to Smash. Let me dream. as a character. <laughs> it's still, let me dream. Stomping down. Hey, now that's an idea. That could have a move set. <laughs> Look, that thing. It's a spirit. The, oh, put the Xbox Series X in as a spirit. Chief is boring, but you want to put the actual yes. box in. Yes, I do. And then the Kirby block would be the one that you yes. to to smash. Come on. Imagine when Kirby eats it. Come on. Come, <gasps> coming to smash the Xbox fridge. Come on, do it. Come on, Nintendo, you cowards. It's just the fridge and you have like arms and legs or just arms. No, the arms and legs no. are the Series S's. Totally. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Fight me. Let's go. Some weird Mr. Potato yeah. stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Come on. Okay. We had to get silly at least a little bit. It's I'm so fun, glad but. you invited me on a business <laughs> <more of> it. <laughs> My biggest excitement about this is honestly just about maybe a move forward of kind of breaking down some of these traditional walls and the way people think. I kind of agree. I We've so long spent time talking about these three consoles and these three companies and like these very compartmentalized little boxes. Like yeah. Sony's doing Sony's thing and Nintendo's doing whatever it is that Nintendo feels necessary to do and winning at it. And Microsoft's doing their services game. And I would really love to see the tendrils start to cross because it's cool. Mm-hmm. And we all stand to benefit from these kinds of business deals. I just think that, that goodwill alone would equal sales. You'd sell yeah. more of both consoles just to have that moment. I really do think there is a percentage of people who own a Switch and nothing else that would play some of the Game Pass stuff and and buy a console. I genuinely think it would happen. The indies alone, I would argue, from a Nintendo fan point, the indies alone would be worth it. I mean, I I still think that. Even today's indie showcase, half of those games are in in the Xbox showcase and they're coming to Game Pass. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that alone, even if you're like, I don't care about Halo, it's like you're missing the boat because it's it's not about Halo. Or <laughs> really, how do really. indie developers feel about this? I, I if think you're an indie developer, would you be psyched that Game Pass? that And assume your game is on Game Pass, but it's also yeah. in the Switch eShop. It's on the Switch. I mean, for, for some indie devs, that could that could look like a loss of revenue, right? If they're like really... <sighs> curated switch games but i would imagine you just that buy it on the switch you just- i would imagine those games wouldn't come to game pass at launch anyway the thing about the, sh- the e-shop is that it, it is a crap show and yeah. it is an unorganized mess so if i'm an indie dev whose game might get buried and it has any opportunity to reach more people i would cut a deal for six months on game pass not even the lifetime of the game it doesn't have to be forever to push sure. it to the top of the pile and get people to latch onto it and then you might get your steam sales out of it you're gonna get you know the eShop's a mess, dude. Finding games on that thing is a nightmare if you don't know what you're looking for. And for so some games... So if you're games, an indie dev, you put it on Game Pass on, the, on you know, assuming it's also on the Switch. Sure. Get the name out there, get people playing it, and then it goes away, but it's now on the Switch eShop. People start buying it more. People start buying it more. 20% off if it, as it leaves Game Pass, or, you know, somehow it gets a banner ad on the Xbox. You know, there's lots of ways to solve that problem, but... Game Pass does a good job of pushing indie games that you might have never heard of to the top of the pile. And that has yep. led to Steam sales as people talk about, you know, those games. And it's not just them. Like the, the director of the program talks about how much Game Pass encourages its customers, subscribers to spend more. They see annual yep. spending go up for Game Pass subscribers versus go down. It's against like common logic people make you you know a lot of people think like i subscribe that means i never buy games again no but really it doesn't is it engages you more with the product so you're more willing to buy more 
So it's and, and anyway, uh, I think the developer thing is a really good point, Rebecca. And uh, one of the things I, I don't think it makes a lot of sense for like the traditional switch dev, like image and form. But for a lot of indie developers, I could see the place where it's like, hey, we'll put it on Game Pass and that automatically gets it on the switch. So we yes. don't have to spend a year porting our game and also doing true. all the work and everything. Like it's already there. It's taking care of it. You know, so it almost like maybe a cost savings. Um, but for some of those traditional switch devs, I think we would still see the same thing. I think they would launch on switch first, sure. get the promotion and the marketing, then go to game pass, which then in turn, you know, appeal, appeal that, you know, subscription model to anybody that hasn't already got it. And then they're always going to be able to snap up sales on the PlayStation 2 after the fact or yeah. during the fact. There are plenty of people who say, screw Game Pass, I don't want to deal with Microsoft at all, and they buy it on the PlayStation. There's always going to be mm-hmm. those people. There are a lot of them, and that's fine, you know? So, Or as we've seen, when a game hits, especially a, a day-in-date game hits Game Pass, you get those 50 million people playing, talking about it, yeah, streaming it, about making it. YouTube videos about it, that then makes the people that have Switches a PlayStation go, I don't need to check that out, too. Yeah. And, and that's when you start seeing the 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 sales increase on other platforms because of Game Pass. Yeah, chatter is good, especially mm-hmm. for devs who are making games that might not get pushed to the top of the pile. Yeah, it's relevance. Know? It's marketing because yeah, otherwise nobody knows who you are. I mean, there's a thousand in, there's a thousand indie game, games coming out every day, especially on Switch, man. Like, there's so many. The only like, place worse for an indie dev to launch a game that no one's heard of than the eShop is Steam. That's the only place where the eShop is a nightmare. <laughs> like, it's so yeah, bad. Sure. So before we answer some of the questions, I want to ask you, like, from the Nintendo angle, Nintendo corporate, I mean, obviously there's a built-in advantage here is they'll get access to games that they otherwise wouldn't. And that's a good thing. They get third-party support. Is there any other advantages for them doing that? Like, Because, I mean, I think the potential is there that there's a disadvantage that they lose out on sales or that they're, you know, it's like, I think there's got to be some hesitation from Nintendo historically speaking, like how they've behaved to welcome somebody else into their Kool-Aid like that. That would be a, a, significant, a significant move in the history of that, that company. That's why I think there's some kind of Nintendo shiny bow that they would put on it that we probably can't even think about. Um, you know, we've talked about the possibility of having a Nindies game pass. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't help but feel like they would tie in their own sort of thing to it to push their own games. Um, I don't know. Do they? It's it's I hard because they always come up with things that we just can't fathom. Yeah, I think <laughs> they I th- do. The easiest thing for them to do is say, in order to use Game Pass, you have to have Nintendo Switch online. That's, I think, yeah. the most likely. That's the easiest bow to tie, and mm-hmm. everybody wins, right? Microsoft yep. gets more subscribers, and Nintendo gets everybody more gets subscribers paid. potentially too. Because I mean, I did the math off of like existing. You know, online subscribe Nintendo online subscribers, but that's not that's not every switch in the market. So there are people who would be like, "Well, fine, I'll buy into your stupid service to use Game Pass." Now, I st- yeah, especially there's also if they I think play. a lot of people who dropped off from yep. it. You who know, Mario Maker's kind of died out. Splatoon's kind of died out. I mean, I guess a lot of people still have it for Smash. I don't know, do they? I guess so. Um, And especially with a lot of the free-to-play games, you don't need the Switch Online. Think of how many Fortnite players there are who probably don't have Switch Online. Um, My uh, students are talking about they're they're still into Fortnite, but they're getting into Rocket League now. Like, that's free-to-play now. You don't need Switch Online for that. What about Um, Roblox? How many of those? Roblox is huge with kids. I'm curious if you need Switch Online to play Roblox. Is that on Switch? I thought it was. I, said, I, didn't, I didn't even know it was on it Switch. It might be. I don't think that's I on Switch. I'll have to look it up. 
Um, if it's not, it should be. God. It sh- oh my God, it should the be. Children. There's so For many sure. children. That's <laughs> the biggest one. That's, I think, the, the game that a lot of people don't know has the most concurrent players in the world. Ridiculous. Oh, I know, because I have to hear a bunch of third graders talk about it on Zoom calls every day. Oh my God. It's the biggest, and people don't realize it. <laughs> oh my God. My daughter is even like, Mom, why don't they just play Minecraft? I'm like, I don't know. Kids are stupid, Caitlin. This is what you're going to learn. <laughs> Kids are stupid. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. I don't Someone know. says Roblox is not on Switch. Okay, good. Confirmed. Thank God. <laughs> I didn't think so. Uh, I just, man, I don't know. I think everybody could win if they do this. The only the only thing that Nintendo would... Nintendo doesn't like to let other people into their walled yeah. garden. It, that's a big, big problem. And it's an Apple level of issue. And I wonder if that, that comes with like a check. Like is oh, that is that Microsoft no. buying their way I'm in the door? Sure, probably yeah. because this is and, this is historic. And they're, they're doing it like oh, they like they just wrote a check. Like that's all that's what be... they're all about right now. So I don't want to say that, like that's out of the realm of no. possibility. No, I don't. I I almost feel like they would ha- they would be the first one to break in into, into Nintendo's walled garden with this. Yeah. Right. No, and this Nintendo- is what Phil wants to do. We've talked about like sure. this is where Phil wants to be. He, he he said it a bunch. He hates all this traditional console wars like they can't you know like they can't be friends they can't have because this is the microsoft way they host yeah. competing platforms on their own servers like that's what microsoft does they, they build company. apis yeah they're a services company so this further entrenches microsoft's existence you know partnering with somebody like nintendo who's quite frankly never going away no matter how many we use they make like you know their their ip is timeless so Microsoft's also the only company that's gotten even close, right? So allowing you to log into your Microsoft account for Minecraft is probably as close as anybody else has ever gotten to mixing. You can do that with Epic Games. You can also, yeah. yes, that's true. Finally, that wasn't initially there. You can do though. that with Ubisoft too. It's, it's, Does it's Ubi because, let you? Yeah. That's good. It's because of Nintendo's new account system. Like that's right. been so, they were last to get here, but yeah, it, it, it works like everybody else's. Did Minecraft push this first? Or was it Epic? This cross that I, that I don't know. I think, it was Minecraft. It, I think Minecraft. They, they yeah. do have a relationship. I could. I mean, I could see them because then you this ping work. live on like Wii U on on Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I forgot that that was even on mm-hmm. Wii U. Yeah. I try to forget about the Wii U yep. sometimes. <laughs> I, I, I love the Wii U. Don't do not say anything bad about the Wii U. I love some of the games on the Wii U. A great the deal. The Wii U is fantastic. I love. I love my Wii U too. Yeah, I'm a Wii U diehard. So, Yarden wants to know, Yarden Angel, should Microsoft get something Nintendo in return? The whole thing or a custom version of Game Pass? Like, do you expect, like, all of Game Pass or, like, a, you know, a, a chopped down version of Game Pass? Like, I've heard people speculate, like, maybe Xbox would do some f- sort of version of Game Pass that is just first party and not, like, the third party stuff in there. And then uh, he also wants to know, like, uh, some of the indie direct games launching the Game Pass seems counterproductive which is what I kind of bring up with the cost-sharing analysis. Yeah. So I'll tackle the first one. Should Microsoft get something from Nintendo in return? Microsoft is getting something yeah. from Nintendo in return. Yeah. The potential to market to 80 million device holders. I was holders. Say, subs- the subscriber plenty. potential. That's something yeah. in return. That's, a, that's a, a bunch of devices in a, in a new customer base, not just a bunch of devices, but a brand new demographic that extends outside of mm-hmm. their traditional reach. Yes. You know, it's not necessarily just the device. It's, the type of person that's assigned to the device. There are so many people who only own Switches, and that's yeah. it. And, and I, so many people lot. that just are Nintendo fans. Yes, like you're having that's the opportunity to market to them 
Whereas otherwise, they're never giving you the time of day. Yeah. You're not ever even a thought in your mind. But the idea of Nintendo partnering with Xbox, I think actually kind of will probably flip the light switch on and, and at least some of those customers will go, okay, Nintendo's yeah. cool with Xbox. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. <laughs> I can be fine. cool with Xbox too. Yeah. It's fine. To the second question, the whole thing or a custom version, I don't see, it'll just be the cloud version to me. Yeah. There's I agree. no way they chop that up further because they don't want to confuse people anymore. Period. I don't think Xbox wants, I think Xbox, I think it's a big reason you buy Bethesda and stuff like that is to, to be able to stand your ground on that. Like, no, One we're not changing version. Yes. our version of our product for you. Like it's either all or all or nothing. You can I, either have Game Pass or you can't. You're making a concession. Not every game is cloud streamable. You know, there, it is technically a, a modified, well, by it's the not time, be the, you know, it's not going to be, it's the, not going to be the best way to play these games. Correct. But it, but it will be yes. a way to play the games. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the yep. only way to play for millions of people. Yeah. And the only most way to play on a hardware like a Switch. Have, yeah, most people don't have a, a, like a dedicated PC to play games on. No. So if you yep. don't have an Xbox, this is your only way to play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that becomes very compelling as the Bethesda thing evolves for a lot of people. Yeah. Very compelling. Yep. And a lot of people that are... Like, if you've traditionally owned multiple hardwares, like, you could also be that type of person now. It's like, well, I don't need to. Especially if you're like in a life possession where like you just had a new kid and you don't have as much time. There's lots of like we could check lots of boxes, new job, traveling a lot, people who just no longer want to hold their crap, college students. There are a bunch of people who are just like, I just want the thing that's small. I could stick it in my bag and go. I don't have to have all the stuff. I don't even have a TV. I don't have a TV. I have a crappy TV. Mm -hmm. I don't want to put something on my TV and have to move it in six months. There are a lot of people that Nintendo has grabbed up with this console that have not played games in a long time. So and game pass on the other side for those Nintendo folks, it just increases engagement on the system. If you've got people playing game pass on the system, those are people that are checking out the eShop using the system. They're, they're potential to buy more things from Nintendo. Yep. So win, win everybody wins. Yeah. (laughs) Garrett, how do we make game pass on Nintendo switch enticing for long time Nintendo fans? Should there be a separate subscription specifically for the switch? And if so, what's a good price point? I mean, I don't see them raising the price of Game Pass and having it be part of Switch Online. I feel like having it be part of Switch Online is the the Switch tax, if you will. Kind of. Um, yeah. yeah. I think they have to be careful because I don't know. I don't think Xbox is like the price d- at all. No, the price doesn't change. Mm-hmm. I yeah, know. The price it's... doesn't change based on what device you have. One price. The, the Donnie yeah. and I have had this conversation in multiple different ways. It's already confusing enough between gold <laughs> and Game Pass and multiple tiers. And oh yep. my God, if you put it on another device by making another tier, essentially, I, I've, I've got so many apps. You can't do yep. more tiers. <laughs> I can't do it. Like one number. I think it already is enticing for long-time Nintendo fans. You're paying a Netflix price to play, like, all of these indie games that you would rather, you know, instead of buying it individually, you're getting a taste of those uh, Microsoft exclusives that you wouldn't have. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know what's not enticing about this. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hundreds, potentially thousands of dollars of content that you're getting for two retail games a year. At $120 a year if you're paying full price, which most people don't. I think to, to give the counter side argument of it is these people who 
for the games that already exist, I feel like maybe if the people haven't played those games yet, why would they now? Um, like, if they're already available on the Switch, if sure. they're interested in them, sure, they well, would have played having them already. To, yeah, not having to buy them all. Well, would yeah. be the only interest. The counter argument is the one I made before. Like a lot of people have picked up a Switch that haven't played games in a really long time. Potentially, like they're coming back in on this device, and they've they've dragged people back in that might have missed a lot of those games. And yeah, to Donnie's point, like it's cheaper to pay ten bucks a month to check them out, see if I even like yeah. them, than it would be to buy a bunch of them. Yeah. And Nintendo's yep. stupid online store still doesn't let me add a bunch of things to a cart, so that's one individual purchase for each video game. <laughs> My credit card company hates me when they have a sale. Hates me. <sighs> Zero wants to know, do you think that Control and the other title escapes me, that would be Hitman. Hitman. Being released as a streaming-only title was, a, in fact, a testbed for Xbox Game Pass stream and Nintendo Switch. Was this to prove the concept that game streaming can work on Switch? No. Uh, it's a different company. I don't think it was a test bed. I do think that the reason they rolled out in a slower fashion was just to see if that method of delivering games had any demand. I think that's why you saw them hold streaming to Japan yes. for a while and why you've only seen them roll out certain releases because they're they're judging demand. They're, they're trying to see like, okay, how many people actually pay us to stream games? Regionally if that, too. Like- if that number isn't like high... Why that bother? makes actually more sense to go with the Game Pass route. Because <laughs> it's like, look, if we're not going to make enough money selling these games piecemeal streaming, well, then let's get 30% of the subscription service over here. Yeah. You know, like something like that. They, that could be a big part of this, actually. They could have been doing this thing with Ubitus for the last couple of years, and it's not very lucrative. So maybe they're looking to at other avenues. It's legitimately actually kind of a hard sell. Pay 60 bucks. Yeah, that's way for this worse. this game that's streaming, whereas I could pay 10 bucks for Game Pass, and if the streaming thing just doesn't work in my online environment, then I'm out 10 bucks instead of 60. I, yep. There are demos for these games, but they're almost not long enough to really put them through the ringer. So, like, I don't know. And also, I don't know in the US if I'm willing to pay 60 bucks to stream a video game. I know in Japan, Resident Evil did pretty well on the Switch. I think it was. That's yeah. why I still think uh, you guys are so sold on all of it being cloud only. I still think only the ones that need to be will be in the law for the downloads, the, the and flip, that would be. The flip yeah. of that is, I could see Nintendo saying you have to make it cloud only to force people to buy the indies on the eShop. Oh, you like it I so much. Why would that for? Why would that force? If them? if somebody likes it that much and wants to be if able somebody to take wanted it on a the local go. copy, yeah. yeah, or just to take it know. on the go yeah. and, and be able to leave with it, you know, I could see. I will go in a different that's route. That's pretty scummy. I'll go in yeah. a different route. I, I don't want to call Nintendo scummy, but like we've seen them do things to encourage people to buy games. Like I know, but I think that's that's yeah, like so I say, I not something. 60. I feel like they're it's they wouldn't make as much money doing that as I think would be worth it for them. I agree, but yeah. I, I will go in a different route. The reason that I'm a little hesitant to believe there'll be a download option is that that would then in turn that would then assume that you've got an online check not only for for your Game Pass, but then it's woven together into the actual eShops of both, like the account history of both, which you can do, by the way. It's You've got APIs and stuff to do that. It just, I think that would signify almost a deeper working relationship than I, I even want to give them credit for. I, I feel like making it just xCloud and it's just cloud-based, it makes it almost temporary, right? So yeah. like if down the road something happens, you could just be like, hey, the app's no longer supported, like Netflix, like in Hulu. Right. Like it just kind of it's not ingrained into Nintendo's business because I could imagine, let's say they do that at some point and, you know, it gets removed. Let's just go. I'm hypothetical. Ten years down the road, 
they get removed, they split, they split ways or something. Could you potentially have a game that you bought that was on the thing, but now it's not, it's being removed. Like that kind of stuff gets a little weird when you kind of synchronize these two accounts together. Whereas when it's just cloud, it'd be very easy to like sever. It would also. I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm not. Fo- because they already have the, the checks for Switch Online. Why would it not just be part of that? They have checks for Switch Online, but like It'd be with, part of the same swoop if it's part of the online service. It would. Yeah, you would have to check if you have Game Pass, mm-hmm. and then you also your account like to make sure that Nintendo's security is is good, and then also like if you were downloading, then it also has to work within the eShop. So when you go hit the download button. It's got to check your accounts and everything, too. So you're checking when you're downloading the game. You're checking when you're booting up the game. See, I, I imagine a little bit differently. I imagine it being its own app through Nintendo Switch Online. So, you know, when you boot up, like, that little icon that's on your homepage now. Yeah. Remember that blank spot that we saw that looks like there's something that, excuse me, needs to go there. That's how you access Game Pass. That's how you access. And then you can download the games through there. I see well, it, it as be. being a different spot than the Nintendo eShop. Yeah. And if you want to go buy it on the Nintendo eShop, then you go through the eShop. So, like, let's oh, say okay. that's, you're I trying agree. to buy Ori and the that Blind works. Forest. If you want to go through Game Pass, you go into the Switch Online app. You go, you click the little Game Pass button. You download it there. That works. Um, versus if you want to buy it, you go into the, the Switch eShop. And I was thinking it of it there. more like, like how PC... Like browsers do it where you yeah. can synchronize both libraries together and you can kind of see what you have access to. But yeah, like something like that is easy or it, easier. Like, essentially how and that way you're not confused with the titles. Yeah, sure. offered. essentially how Switch Online handles the NES and SNES stuff. It it lives in its own little spot that you yes. pull those because things imagine into. imagine going into uh, the eShop and saying, I have Game Pass. What the frick in this long list yeah. of it's titles that Elaine just yes. said is yeah, yeah. part of Game Pass? Like. And see, in my head, I was thinking that, that we'd literally just have the Game Pass Android app, like as it exists now. You'd click on it, and it would open up just like it does on your phone. It, and it might, but I think what will happen is you'll. I really do think they have to tie this to Switch Online. Like, I don't think there's any other option. So mm-hmm. I think you would go into Switch Online, and that's where it would live. And then you that's would what go I, how I imagine it. Because yeah. I just, I don't think there's any other way for them to ensure that this all works out well for them, except to wall it off into that spot. Otherwise, you're downloading the tiles into the Switch's crossbar, and then it gets really confusing as to what is Game Pass, what is not, pulling things off, pull it, putting them on when you don't have access anymore, That then they have to actually integrate it into the, the OS in a way that I don't know that Nintendo would be willing to do, um, and into the eShop. So. I have one final question before we answer any questions. How dare you? Do you think Game Pass coming to Switch would put any pressure on Sony to allow Game Pass on PlayStation? No. I really don't think Sony wants to play this game. Whether or not that's a good idea, that's a different conversation. I really don't think Sony wants to play this game. I think they're mad and prideful about it, and they're not going to play ball as long as they can. That's the way I feel about it. Okay. So. I just thought it was they'll, a... They'll try to make their own a little bit fancier. I, I think I they're going to... Yeah. yeah. They'll come back with something else, but it won't to have, be right? opening the door. I agree. I think they would much rather take their pride and fix PlayStation now. Yeah, that's what the response would be. I think so too. Which might be better for them, like, to be honest with you. Maybe. <laughs> Make their own service better. That could genuinely be a good service. And a, mm. a good competitor. Like, they do have a lot of first-party exclusives that they can push, so... See, I'm still hesitant to believe that they would ever quote-unquote give them away. I, I think that they would do that before they would let Microsoft in the door. Let me say it that way. I think that's, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's what I say. I, 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 agree, I agree with you. 
I'm just still like I'm I'm at step one. I'm like step one is mm, screw you guys. We're doing it the way we've always done. They're gonna done. give their exclusives away for a subscription Which, if fee. You like think I just about don't that. Think imagine five that. years ago saying Nintendo's not the one that says screw you. Yeah. We're doing it the way that we want to because that's a very Nintendo thing to say. And it's yeah. still a Nintendo thing to say with their games, yes. right? They're still charging you sixty dollars for a Mario collection <laughs> that's largely ported garbage, right? I like we can have an argument about that, but like they're still doing Nintendo things. But Sony has gotten big britches about their subscriber base and rightfully so um i don't see a world in which they don't give their own games away for free before they let microsoft put an xbox logo on a app in their box like there's no precedent for it at least there's the precedent for nintendo and xbox yes agree very very good points i just thought i think it's a worthy question to ask yeah right because you've got xbox here they're about to take on apple and they're going through the browser right if this is true, they've got Nintendo. They're already working with PC. Like it starts to feel like it's closing, you know, around you at all sides. So it's like, do you give in and play ball? No, because we've talked about this before, and I don't want to go on a rant, but we talked about this last week, Elaine. Yeah, like I understand that they're prideful and everything, but but to sit there and go, you know what? We'll give our own games away, and we'll spend our own money to do that. That's the type of decision making that could lead you out of business. I I don't disagree, <laughs> Just, but. I don't see a world in which they really want to play ball here. Like, I think Nintendo oh, I, is more apt to play ball. They've shown that in the past. They've shown a willingness to step outside of their box in interesting ways. Carefully. I just don't think they... I think it's because they don't... I think Nintendo just doesn't feel threatened. They don't... They're not. They yeah, are not like threatened. like Xbox and Game Pass and everything is not threatening their, and their base. And here's the thing. Until Sony feels legitimately threatened by the amount of, of people buying Xboxes or, or, like, pulling money from them... They will and not change a thing. That's what I'm worrying about, like with Nintendo. <laughs> like if if Nintendo actually joins Game Pass, like I I feel like that's a it's a significant leap. It's like oh now now you you may need to make a, an action, and I think you both have made very very good points as to why they would do that. Um, I just think historically speaking, we've seen a lot of companies do that, and they can spend their way into yeah you know into into bad bad issues it's and like, we, we've discussed that sony is not a liquid company like microsoft yeah. is they don't have a ton of cash to just spend but they have a gigantic subscriber base and this is a whole new world of like pulling people that have big libraries from ps4 up so people are less inclined to flip a switch here so we're gonna see i think this is gonna get very interesting if, if yeah. this nintendo thing happens like it'll Man, be you, i want to see what sony does could this actually happen i i've i've dreamed of this day like when they did that whole survive together thing i was so over the moon on shack that week i was like losing my mind this is this is a dream this would be a dream come true for me i would i'd be stunned i hope it's e3 let's 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 make a call do we think do do each of us individually think that this happens this year i still have a really hard time believing this actually happens they said fall i i don't when we hear about it then it rolls out next year I don't know. Yeah. I still have a really hard time believing. I have this a hard is time believing this is even going to happen. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm right because there, I like want I... it to happen. But and the conversation about how it happens and the nuance is great to have. And we did like we ironed it out. Here, have a podcast, Microsoft. We fixed it for you. So look, yeah. look, we did it. <laughs> uh, but like, I don't, dude. I don't know that Nintendo is in any position where they have any desire to play ball unless there's a big old fat check cut. Check. And it yeah. would have to be at the end of the day, they don't need to. They do don't need this. this, and it would have to be a huge, like an unprecedented amount of money from Microsoft. <laughs> but and the crazy thing is that but we now live in a world that. where that's not no, impossible. No, it's possible. 
It's totally, it's totally possible. <laughs> Look at what they paid for Bethesda. I know. You know, like, you know maybe they wait another year and like, they're like. Like he apparently has got a Kojima game. You know, he's like, hey, Nintendo, you want this Kojima I game? I don't believe that yet. Let's just take this one the, step That one time. I actually believe. But this one, this one, for all this the is... things we just talked about, for all the ramifications to the industry, to the business, it's to huge. the agreement that these two corporations would have to make. Because you don't make an agreement like this, like, hey, we'll try it out for three months, see how it goes. No, no, this, this is, is a, a multi-year deal. This yeah, is... this is an agreement for a, well, a significant period of time. This is a partnership. Well, and they're and asking for Nintendo to modify their OS to bring this in. And they're asking for dev work and a system update. We've never seen a collaboration like this. Which leads me to think that it's it's probably not going to happen. Like it's, I, it's just too much. It's too good to be true. <laughs> there are so many matchsticks that could get dropped yeah. here. Like there's so many ways in which that this could go wrong at any given turn. That That's I just, why I said like the yeah. chief and smash thing sounds so much more attainable than this. <laughs> some 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 uh, rare games on Switch. The most yeah. likely thing here. Yeah. Let's yeah. just I be very so. clear. I think yeah. that that's the easiest. Like, we're putting Viva Pinata on Switch at E3. Totally. I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> let's do that. Yeah. Uh, now, on the Game Pass side, be like, pretty let's... exciting, to be honest. Yeah. If, if, if it is just as simple as taking the Android application for Game Pass streaming and putting it on the eShop that you can go download it, like Hulu or Netflix on Switch, then, or Netflix not even on Switch, but Hulu, like, that's a little easier. It's just kind of an agreement for Nintendo to allow that to happen. Yeah, that's big. And though. that could, but that could just be a big check. Like a big check could just get that done. I, I don't think you are selling properly the volume of money that it would take. Oh no, Nintendo I, I is am. in the situation where they can snap their suspenders and walk out of the oh, room. Yeah. Like screw you guys. Oh, we have yeah. eighty million switches or whatever nonsense they've. And sold. I don't think, I don't think the new Microsoft. That we see now, I don't think they would come to the table unless they were willing to play ball. I agree, and, I, and yes. I think a big part of the relationship that they've been fostering is leading to this. This is kind of where this has been going. You know, it's like, hey, you know, we've we've done Minecraft, we've done Ori. Like, you guys doing good? Our sales are good. Let's talk Game Pass next. Game Pass, like that's a big leap, though, right? That's a big leap. No. I think there's other steps that happen in between. That's what Can I'm we have a reenactment where like <laughs> Phil writes down on a paper and folds it over, it slides it across the table? Then Nintendo, Nintendo just opens it and it says slides so, it back. It just says so much money, and Nintendo just writes plus one after so much money. <laughs> <laughs> slides it back, like just whatever number you're thinking bigger, because that's the kind of position they're in, right? Like, I don't know. I would love to see this happen because I would love to see the internet absolutely implode. I want Nintendo to release a GIF of Mario, like Super Mario World, where he's just like running in the coin room, like the day this, it's just like, I actually would rather Doom Guy with Isabelle on his back just holding up a Game Pass card. Like, let's just go all the way. Let's meme it fully. So much. Like, they just, oh man, a trailer would be great. Could you imagine if, oh, all right, all right, here we go. Here's my best pick. (laughs) This is the bad place, Rebecca. I should have warned you. You've got Phil Spencer's me. Okay. Or I'm walks up to Ton walks up to Tom Nook, hands over so many bells. All the bells. Just, all <laughs> just And Tom Nook just hands him a Game Pass card. Like Literally, a truck backs up. You hear, beep, beep. The truck says Game beep. Pass on the back. Bells Game Pass dump out. Opens up, bells just floods the this area. This is pretty good. This is pretty good. Do- like Doom it. guy like is it. just in the back giving the thumbs up. It's like helping dump up. With He's Isabel. the guy driving the truck like... Just yeah. maybe he's wearing the Isabel's Isabel's mayor hat for the day. He's got and then the, his master chief's in the passenger seat, just like flagging the truck like into the right position. This is very stupid. I'm very here for it. I'm so happy right now. Oh man. That'd be good. It'd be worth it. 
I, I hope it happens. Yeah, so people be a monumental, <laughs> monumental moment in the history of video games. Like we'd be watching video game history unfold, and that, that would be amazing. We've done a lot of that in the last decade. I'm tired. Can we make less history and just more like no? No, I'm what? tired. You hear Johnny. yourself? I'm so tired. <laughs> so Viva the Game Pass. I mean, I look. We agree on Viva La Game. Get Pass. some Xbox Green Joy Cons. I mean, let's let's get nuts. Don't those already? You want to get nuts? You want to get nuts? I want to get nuts. The lime let's green get nuts. Ones. Yo, can I get promotional Game Pass Joy Cons? I would pay a lot of money for those. I would pay a lot of money. I would for pay a games. lot of. Do you see how much I paid for the controller? I know. I could see Rebecca just be like, "Oh, I can't with you two. This is the worst. Why did I say yes to this podcast? This is why you said yes for nonsense. This was not going to be intelligent conversation the whole way through, darling. Oh that wasn't." Hobrick oh. writes in, with last week's report regarding PlayStation's current approach to their first party, do you think what Xbox is doing with Game Pass can attract more people to the platform? I'm actually really glad that you wrote this in, because if you're not a member of our Discord, we talked about this all day today, and uh, I think we, we hit it from a bunch of different angles, but if you don't mind, I'd like to kick this off, and I think the Bloomberg report has painted Sony in a very negative light, and to be quite honest with you, I think the internet's running a little too extreme with it i think playstation's taken a little a little bit unfairly at this point mm-hmm. um we all have playstation 5s here all three of us all three of us yeah so <laughs> and and i gotta tell you like I, I i don't have time to play all of my consoles as religiously you know as something but i'm not upset with my playstation 5 and i the reason i think it's a, a little unfair i think it's fair to 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 look at what PlayStation is doing, obviously they're going for those blockbuster first party AAA hits. Um, that's what the article is all about. And over their smaller games that they've had success with in the past journey, Patapon and everybody's golf and stuff like that. Like they're not doing that no more. They want more last of us, more uncharted, you know, stuff like that. I think that's okay. They're, like that's, that's fine. You can say that they're not being risk takers, that they don't have enough diversity, but here's the thing. Just because they close down Japan Studio doesn't mean that those games will never come to PlayStation. It just means that they might be coming to PlayStation from a different source, mm-hmm. from an indie developer, from a third-party developer. Like those people are going to go and make those games. We see Clap Hands just release their golf game on iPad. So I don't necessarily think that's necessarily a bad thing if they want to focus their resources on bigger AAA games. Their I- their exclusives have weight. And if, those, oh, if that's where they're moving the consoles, then I guess I, I mean, I do get why they would leverage think, those things. Like, I think sense. the biggest disservice with the article is that everybody, every platform and publisher that have dev studios probably cancel and move projects all the time. It happens constantly. We don't know all the projects. Like how many times has Nintendo probably started and canceled a Metroid project or an F-Zero project? Why'd you have to do that? Why'd you have to I personally mean, attack Because you know me? it's true. But it's a personal attack. <laughs> I but like X- sometimes we Xbox know it, is, sometimes we don't. Yeah, yeah we don't totally. know that. So when we know, when we get reporting like this, I think it makes it feel like, oh, it's so bad. It's like, no, that's probably just normal. It's that's just how the, it it's is. It's just the industry, guys. Like I, yeah. it's and it sucks, but that's just kind of the game. Like what's going to make our, us the most money? Our PlayStation friends, if you're feeling like you're being unfairly beat up, I saw some of those redditors. Remember, Xbox was the same situation, what, four years ago when Scalebound got canceled and ReCore wasn't very good and Halo Master Chief Collection wasn't like, you just kind of go through this sometimes. Sometimes, you know, everybody piles on, right? When it rains, it pours. But it doesn't mean it's the end of the world. If Nintendo can make as many Switches sell after the Wii U debacle as they have, (laughs) anything is possible. Kids, for real. I will say... Talking about Game Pass, it does make me wonder. So if PlayStation is doing more 
or, you know, big AAA dev projects. We know that Xbox has some of those in the works, but Xbox has also been greenlighting a lot of smaller projects, Grounded and things like that. It does make me wonder, like, is there potential for Game Pass to have more releases annually? And that's a way to maybe tempt some people. It's like, hey, you know, like over here, we have these one big game a year, two big games a year. But over on Xbox, maybe we don't have, you know, the one quadruple A to pull a Phil Spencer term. Right. But we've got, you know, six eights. Sure. (laughs) We've got six of these of these, you know, in between games and they're all really fun. I think. For a certain subset of people, that's really enticing. Like I, there are people who only have time or only buy a couple games a year. They're not gonna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gonna, that's most people, and that honestly. is a lot of people. I think that the middle ground, the people who are a lot of the people who sub to Game Pass, like I could play so many games for ten bucks a month, and I think, I think they might have snapped up a pretty good chunk of them as it stands right now. Um, but there are always going to be people who say, "I want to play these four games," and two of them are only coming out on PlayStation Five, so that's the box I buy. Yeah, there's always going to exist those people, and there's a lot of them. To PlayStation's credit, I think the biggest stone being thrown at Microsoft for the last decade is that they don't have those big AAA games. True. So I think it's I do find it a little strange to see so many in journalism going PlayStation. They only want to make big AAA games. It's like, well, you yell at Microsoft for not making enough of them. Like, make up your damn mind. What are we going for here? That's how Sony sells boxes to people who yeah. don't play a lot of games. That's why they're winning yeah. the subs- like the purchaser count. That's why they have the most boxes. Because they're saying to people, like, you want to play these four games that are huge? Well, you got to buy our box. And, and their model is works. Nintendo's model. And Nintendo's model works for the same reason. Like, you want to play it's... Mario? Too bad. So sad. Yeah. So <laughs> Nintendo relies on their IP as being something that everybody wants to play. PlayStation yeah. is the same way, but it's more about their quality. Yeah, they're yeah. saying, hey, we are the best we make the best video games in the world. And if you want to play them, you have to buy our box and you have to buy them here at $70 even. And I think yeah. off the backs of God of War, Ghosts, Aswas. Think of how many awards Horizon, they've been winning those in past are some games, y'all. They like, prove it. Yeah. Like they proved it. Yeah, they've they, earned that. Yeah. They've earned that title. They backed up their, their, their talk with those things. And yeah. You know, like Microsoft is trying to solve the problem with quantity in a lot of ways. Yes. Okay. And I'm, I like that and that's fine. But like, I'm, there's no, I still got to have a PS5 because there's games I want to play on it. Yep. And that's just the long and short of the, of the, the conversation. If that's the way Sony wants to spend their money and it's making them money hand over fist, I don't see a problem with them doing it that way. The answer is to buy all of them. Uh, that's Bio, not an think, answer. It's a problem, Donnie. We have a problem. I think, I think all three platform providers <laughs> yes. are making extremely compelling cases for ownership, regardless of what the other ones are doing, just in their own right. It's true. It's very true. And if you love video games as much as I think all of us do here, there is a very compelling argument to own all three at some point, or at least if Game Pass comes two. with Switch, get a Switch and Game Pass, and that's two birds with one stone. And then that's- buy a PS5, yeah. is what you're saying. That's, that's what pretty, you're saying. Perfect. It's pretty good. There you go. It's not a bad that's situation, me. right? Like, there's nothing wrong with that. I think there. Look, I I get why people would buy a Switch and a PS5. I get it. I really do. Mm-hmm. I and I think if you're okay cashing out on the Bethesda stuff and you want those big games that Sony's pushing, like I don't blame you, dude. Those games are great. And that's so. what the whole. That's why. X, that's why Bethesda goes for seven billion dollars. Yes. Because Xbox mm-hmm. is trying to buy some of those. They and they need mm-hmm. it. They do yeah. need it. I I think you and I can be very upfront and say like, yeah, like yeah. Halo is Halo, but they need something because Sony's coming out. Halo with isn't bangers. even Halo. 
Halo yeah. isn't even Forza. They're buying them instead of making them. They are. They're buying them instead of making them. For them, that makes the most sense because they're Damn, like, ooh. It works. We're going to sell our services and we're going to buy the things we want to put I on it. I still wish they would utilize their smaller dev teams though, like Rare. Like, bring back those that games. Nintendo I agree. Rare they're sitting on these IPs. I, they're sitting on them. I would really love to see them cross over Rare with Nintendo. I think it makes so much sense. It's, I hope that's what it, it is. Makes so I, well, I mean, much Game Pass, sense. obviously, yes. But I didn't, think, about, I didn't like, say really it, realistic. but do you, think, do you think they could like actually loan or do like some sort of Banjo IP to a Nintendo team to make a game? I mean, Nintendo's done it with for with Cadence of Hyrule out in that direction. I don't see and Microsoft. Right, they did it with Mario. And Microsoft is sitting on it. They're not doing anything. Well, with that's it. the thing. I feel like if they were gonna, do, they would have done that a long time ago. I don't see why they would do that now. Maybe they're worried it won't sell on there. Well, look, a long no. time ago, Nintendo did not have. They the just market don't have share. the interest. They don't have the interest. There's nothing. There's not enough meat there for them to do that. So what if they test the water and sell a ton of banjo collections on Switch? How much is a ton? Oh, How much do you realistically think well, that's going to sell in 2021? The Crash trilogy sold a bunch and then Crash 4 bombed. That's It's it's funny because it was actually a good game that bombed. Yeah, it like, is a good sales game. Sales-wise, like it was critically very good and it didn't sell. I'm curious. I'm curious if Microsoft decides to use Rare Replay or some sort of ports to switch to test water and then give give the IPs, you know, loan them out. Who knows? I just don't know if there's enough meat there for them to do it as much as I would love them to. Mm-hmm. It's true. But they're not doing anything with it anyway, though. It's just sitting there. That's, and that's, that's so thing. sad. I know, and it's so frustrating, but it's been that way for two decades? 84 years. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. It has. Wow. It's sad. Okay, I think that's a great place to end it. Man, we beat the speculation horse into the ground and then dragged it behind the railroad once again. It's my favorite <laughs> way to do this on this podcast. Rebecca, thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you so much. This is a lot of fun. <laughs> I just want the day to come where you're playing Game Pass games on your Switch. That's what oh, I want. Maybe. Maybe if if that happens, invite me back and I'll talk all about it. You're always welcome. That'd be fun. You're always welcome. Yep. <laughs> Someday I'll crash uh, Shaq and we'll just ruin yes. Donnie's life completely. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. If that's everything, let me give a shout out to our Patreon producers and a big thank you to everybody who makes these shows possible for us by donating on Patreon and retweeting and hanging out with us in the Discord. We appreciate all of you. But let me give you your on-air producers, Michael Masick, Barry Cathcart, Edwin Callow, Stephen Keller, Nick Creature, Rude Days 93, Ben Moxham, Rob Emanuel, Nick Fallhaber, Paul Calicote, Kyle Heyman, Grouchy Surge, Devin Tyus, Josh Bourbon, RJ Kern, Horsegirl69, and Zachary nice. Adams. I'm a professional, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. What's up? I think that's going to do it, right? Yep, that's it. All right. So until next week, y'all, play some video games. We'll see you next time. Peace. Woo! So the chat's saying that we were too light. Yeah, Simi, Simi. Let's go. Who's up next? <laughs>